The Team of Cats podcast, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we try and go behind the thoughts that animate the actions of those who create the arts and uh, <laughs> the art of taking on the enemy. Some of us uh, think that we are courageous. Some of us actually display actual courage. And then there are those of us who, uh, uh, who actually get awards that uh, clearly say award for courage. <laughs> Which is what, uh, you know, so that there's no, uh, so there's no confusion. <laughs> there's no confusion at all that there is courage involved in it and, uh, and the courage to take on a whole army of trolls uh, uh, for a while. Uh, do the shoulders droop a little from time to time? Uh, Swati Chaturvedi, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, their shoulders don't droop. They get paid so well that, uh, you know, we all, we, we're all struggling to make a living. The trolls right. are the, the only employment created right. in New India is uh, the trolls on the BJP's <laughs> army. <laughs> um, it certainly does take courage to, uh, uh, to be a voice uh, uh, that, is, uh, that is trying to, uh, uh, that is trying to talk maybe a, a version of sanity because now I don't know what the whites and the, uh, and the blacks are, but uh, um, uh, we all high on hate. <laughs> it's 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 actually like a bit of a drug, isn't drug. it? Of course, because see, you you when you start doing it, I mean, I am really an old and old-fashioned journalist, so I don't want to be the story. But uh, you, when you meet these trolls, which I did for my investigative book, you realize that all of them, you know, started off as being supporters of Mr. Modi. They opposed things like what they thought was, you know, the wrongness of the Mughal rule, the fact that there was reservation. There was one lady who actually, uh, we sort of turned that troll and she was used to live in the United States and she was very clear that, you know, she wanted to come back to India, which was, you know, growing, developing, you know, that, that whole rara nationalism. She didn't bargain for the fact that all of this was being done with a steady drip of hate. Because if you remember in 2014, Mr. Modi kept talking about Achhe Din. Of course. Now the troll army came, bigotry came, hate came, but Achhe Din still haven't come. <laughs> but we've moved the, we've moved the goalposts now. Now we are, uh, you know, looking at the next 25 years as yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, I, <laughs> it's about... Uh, Amrit Kal, they the say Amrit Kal. The beauty of mirages is that uh, as soon as you travel towards them, they move a little further away. Correct. Um, and I think um, writing a book about it, I mean, uh, that's an art in itself, isn't it? I mean, uh, is it very difficult to be objective at, at times when you encounter such strong emotion? Look... If you're an investigative, investigative journalist, which I, which I have been for 25 years, I worked for the Indian Express Investigative Bureau, the Statesman Investigative Bureau. In Hindustan Times, I was probably the only person in that. So, you know, I was, I don't get, I don't want to be the story. That's my basic thing. And there has to be something in it enough to, you know, make it because the only excuse for journalism is that it's in, you know, absolute public interest. Now, even if one person in India, say even you, just one person, you're an Indian, you're a citizen, you're, you know, you're governed by the constitution. Why should any political party or, you know, a government pay to have you attacked for your views? Because at least till now, you know, our opinions, freedom of expression and opinion is sacrosanct in sure. India. We're a democracy and we take pride in calling ourselves the world's biggest democracy. And then for to have citizens being attacked. Now, it, it's not about journalists. It's about anyone. Right. You know, you express a contrary view on Twitter and they will swarm at you. So, you know, the shutting down of debate, the shutting down of the Indian mind, the fact that you can be harassed, attacked, given death threats, given rape threats, you know, anything for your views, yeah. you know, when, when you, know, you see somebody indulging in incitement. Now, in India, you know, the kind of communal temperature we have, one, one you know, wrong tweet can actually result in riots on the ground. 
Sure. You know, so that is something that I thought really was worth investigating. Right. And what I found truly shocking was that this was being done almost like in a call center of hate. And that unlike any other leader in the world, you know, you had Donald Trump suspended from Twitter because of his problematic behavior and tweets. Mr. Modi is the only major leader in a democracy who actually follows the uh, follows these trolls. You know, they all write things like blessed to be followed by PM Modi. And these are handles which give rape threats, death threats, indulge in incitement, spread fake news. In fact, one man, when Gauri Lankesh was shot dead, the journalist, one man actually tweeted, and he's followed by Mr. Modi, that a bitch has died and her puppies are crying. So, you know, to have the Prime Minister of India display worse Twitter behavior than Donald Trump, I think, you know, there's something rather significant here. <laughs> for, for sure. And, and I think, um, you know, the unfortunate part is that Information which is passive is now uh, increasingly masquerading as knowledge which needs to be an active pursuit. And uh, the cherry picking of the information has also become a little de rigueur, hasn't it? I mean, it's okay to, to pass off information that you've got as, as knowledge. Uh, do you think that that hurts the, uh, the ideas in their, uh, and their germination, their proliferation, do you think? Well, absolutely, because you see the amount of fake news there is. Now, if you start to say that, you know, I'm going to be calling out fake news, it, the amount that is released, because, you know, these are literally call centers and troll farms, which are seeding hate by putting out, you know, ridiculous fake news that, you know, they would pick up a video from Bangladesh of cow slaughter and say that it happened somewhere in India. And, you know, we've seen, we saw in the Muzaffarnagar riots that social media virtually incited those riots. We had the country's home minister in the last UP elections, they're very topical because the results just came yesterday, actually tell his IT cell Yuddhas that, you know, I don't care if it's true or it's false. I want it viral. This is on, on, this is on camera. And then he started talking about how they had put out a story that Akhilesh Yadav slapped his father. Now he says, we knew it was false, but it was viral within seconds. So, you know, you're playing WhatsApp has become, you know, we don't pay for news in India. We hate it. We hate paying for news or real news. Sure. But WhatsApp is, is, is like a, I mean, it's like a, uh, like a sewer of fake news, of lies, of incitement. <laughs> as, uh, as that quote goes, um, uh, lies are around the block before truth has got a chance to put its boots on. Boots on or even their pants on. Because here, <laughs> even now they, they on. put on like hockey knickers because you know this is all over the place. And you know, one video, one single video on WhatsApp, because the BJP also, by the way, is extremely, it's a very intelligent party because it anticipated the coming of social media, it anticipated how much social media would change the way we consume news and information. And they set up all these WhatsApp groups of thousands of people, which after a while, because there was so much outrage, WhatsApp has actually banned those large groups, but not the earlier ones created. Sure. And from all the, all the dubious stuff, all the fake news, all the, you know, I hate this one because of this is actually now moved to WhatsApp. Because the fact that, you know, Twitter, you might call it out. Some sure. journalist might, some fact checker might. Of course. But WhatsApp, where is the editorial filter? But, um, and that's the thing about journalism, no? It, it, at one point of time, it was supposed to inform <laughs> and not uh, and not opinionate. <laughs> I, Do we have journalists <laughs> left in India? <laughs> Fortunately, yes. I, I, can, I can say at least there are some who are... Uh, who are sort of flowing against the tide. Uh, how long? I have no idea. But no, I call them Panna Pramukhs. The <laughs> BJP is Panna Pramukhs because you know, that's what they do. Yeah. They, but ma'am, you think the uh, academic rigor? I don't think is uh, uh, is is a factor anymore in journalism, is it? Well, our news channels have become this entertainment hub. 
they are so much of a joke. I mean, you have you have something like Sen and IBN, and I'm calling out the name because it is it is uh, you know financed by the country's richest man, who actually did four shows on what they call Thuk Jihad. Now, I mean, I you know, as a journalist, I kind of cringe, and I feel ashamed and embarrassed. I mean, when is something like Thuk Jihad become prime time news? You know, right. so you know Thuk right. Jihad, the, the whole. Uh, you know something else jihad putting some obscure man somewhere issuing some stupid fatwa that is what sure. news is now events sure. so we don't have news anymore and since we're drowning in this uh, miasma of hate probably a good time to uh, remind those who might be interested in knowing what classic old school fact based journalism used to be like and since we're living in a, as you said in a uh, in a time of 280 characters and 30 second reels what do you remember when you started journalism? There used to be points that were given to you, which were sort of the benchmarks for journalism. Do you, uh, do you want to tell us a little about that? Absolutely. Facts were facts. Facts were sacred. Comment was free. In a sense, you could have an opinion. But right. as a reporter, and if you were a reporter, you were not expected to have, you know, comment in your copy. You were just supposed to, you know, old-fashioned rigorous ground reporting. Why something happened? Where did it happen? And you know, basically that took out all the biases. If you're actually doing a field report, you weren't supposed to, you know, say that, you know, this candidate is uh, completely, you know, I think he's a loser. So he must be a loser. I see more and more of that. You know, there are, nobody's interested in reporting anymore. Right. Also because reporting is expensive to put reporters out on the field to get, because India is a huge country. Yeah. To, to actually have comprehensive reporters because we really do not like paying for news. So instead, what we get is these, you know, these horrible Nura Kushti type studio debates. <laughs> where people compete to scream at one another, and yeah. you, know, you know, and we have something like that, Mr. Mac Adams, which just happened. Yes, <laughs> and uh, that famous uh, uh, missile, uh, 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 that little scale model of a missile being <laughs> correct. And, <laughs> and you know, yeah. and you know, journalists, anchors dress up as sometimes as spacemen wearing garbage bags, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they they do like a, they dress up as commandos. So uh, you know, this is you know, I, this is not journalism, and. It is very sad because, you know, we need, we desperately need good journalism because you have one political party which is completely hyper in power. You know, it is, it is across the board. And this is where you, you know, why do you want to be a journalist? Because you can at least, if nothing else, examine what's going on and speak truth to power. At least that's the kind of journalism I used to do. But increasingly, we are not speaking truth to power. All you're doing is cheerleading power and saying brilliant. You know, it used to be the maxim that, you know, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfort, uh, the comfortable. All of that is gone. I mean, you know, you want journalists want to do as much drama as possible. You know, they probably think it's a springboard to Big Boss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if someone were to want to uh, adhere to the classical rules of journalism right now, uh, considering that, you know, as you said, there's so much fear, there's, there's literally an army that is supposed to be against them and, uh, and fight against them. Uh, what would your advice be? Don't do it in India. <laughs> you'll be unemployed, you'll be unemployable, you will be attacked, your self-esteem will be shattered from your from your looks to your uh, bank balance, everything will be up for grabs. If you're a woman, you'll get rape threats. If you're a man, they will call you corrupt and give you death threats. I mean, I'll just give you an example. Yesterday when the results came in, now Rajiv Sardesa is somebody who's been a journalist for 30 years. He's a, he's a veteran and he's a good journalist. Sure. You had the, you know, and the BJP had won. I mean, they won four out of five states, which is, which is amazing. You know, Absolutely. it's an amazing performance. But yet their IT cell chief insulted Rajdeep on, savagely insulted Rajdeep on television, 
saying that you know uh, he'll be very unhappy i my commiserations to him now you know when you look at a journalist as somebody so partisan yeah. what is lost is the fact that the journalist was originally supposed to be somebody who was completely unbiased for sure so you know every you know everybody has biases but you were at least supposed to report or anchor without your biases being on display and you know then they will trend somebody's name on social media they will call somebody a 2bhk journalist is crazy sure the sure. the way journalists are attacked you know if you become a journalist you haven't signed up for character assassination sure you know Absolutely. so you know Absolutely. and you know when i was uh, when before i wrote the book i had tweets you know every day rape threats people quoting my rate per night so you know it is horrendous when you wake up to that every morning i mean nobody signed up for that kind of abuse absolutely and yet and yet you continue to do it It's an addiction, <laughs> and also I'm very, very stubborn. I mean, I'm very obstinate. If you tell me I can't do something, I will do it. <laughs> and that I think is what you need to remember. Uh, sometimes uh, words that uh, we were told uh, by teachers <laughs> were not some things uh, that you would celebrate. Would probably be because we are living in strange times, and uh, strange times probably call for measures uh, that uh, need for us to dig in just a little bit. It's also important uh, to be actively involved in uh, knowing what you know and getting the other side of the story. Absolutely, or oh, totally. I, you know, this is something which is absolutely true. And whether it's the government or the opposition or you know, you're reporting whatever you're reporting on, you have to. Otherwise, the story shouldn't go. Absolutely. You know, one version cannot go. There is always another side, and that side has to be represented. Otherwise, it's really not journalism. Absolutely, and that's and that needs to be remembered. So, yeah, if you um, if you do want to uh, <laughs> become a part of what used to be called the fourth estate, uh, there's someone who's part of it and uh, and flowing against the tide, so to speak, uh, who's given you some things to at least think about. And probably thinking is a good first step. So that would be nice. It's been absolutely wonderful having you. Uh, I loved uh, it. But one thing I want to say: journalism is not propaganda. So what you said about the last thing that you said was so important that there you have to get the other side. Yes, absolutely. You know, it cannot be propaganda. If you don't, it's propaganda. It's not journalism. And I think it's don't be afraid to ask questions and try and get the answers because there are no wrong questions. Probably just wrong answers sometimes. <laughs> But some people cannot be questioned. <laughs> they don't hold press conferences for eight years. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were told in school. I am sure you remember. Knowledge is power. Uh, how to acquire that is is something that you might take away from this conversation, or maybe not. That's completely uh, uh, entirely up to you. But yeah, if you have got anything to say to us, Teamwork Arts Podcast is what we're called. We're on social media. Do follow us. Leave a comment. Uh, anything at all that you want to do. Uh, Swati Chaturvedi, thank you very much for I this. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> um, remember to follow us. Remember to uh, tell us what you think because validation is extremely important to us. <laughs> thank you for listening. And what's going to happen next? Ah, for that you'll just have to follow us. Won't you? This is the Teamwork Arts Podcast. Thank you for listening.